Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Mark 9, but before we start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for taking care of us. You're the creator of all and yet you care about me. I can have so many shortcomings, so many flaws. I can do so many things wrong. I can have faith that isn't the size of a mustard seed. And yet, Lord, you love me. You're here with me. Your Holy Spirit dwells within me. You call me son. I'm an adopted son of yours. And Father, so I just pray for the right understanding of you. I pray as we read that you would help me understand who you are. Help me to have the reverence that you deserve. I just pray, Lord, for your guidance. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to provide the wisdom and understanding. It may be your words that we hear. And may I be able to truly say each and every day, I love you with my whole heart, my whole soul, and my whole being. And I love my neighbors as I love myself. So, Father, today, guide us as we read. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Matthew 9, verse 1 is truly kind of a dichotomy, or I don't know, it's, it's kind of a topic that not many have written about, at least not that I could find. I have multiple commentaries, and none of them talked about it. I looked up Spurgeon's sermons. So I have sermons from Charles Spurgeon from 1860s all the way up to basically the turn of the century. I mean, there's I think there's over a thousand of them that are documented here. And he didn't he didn't preach on this verse or even this section. So it's a section, it's a verse that I think we really need God's understanding. And maybe it's understanding that we'll only get once we see him in heaven. That right now we see with as if it's in a cloudy glass, as if we're seeing through a cloudy mirror or, or window. And someday we'll see it much more clear. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into Mark 9, verse 1. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than any, anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. I think this is after having gone through Proverbs. This might be one of those times where we just stand quiet. (laughs) But I can see Peter doing this. He always has to be active and involved. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. 
This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, Why did the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. When they came to the the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. I wonder if he was still partially transfigured or something along those lines. Verse 16. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they couldn't. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. He probably said it nicer than that. So they brought him. When the spirit was saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has, been, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. How often I need to say that. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. Verse 30. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant, and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet, because on the way they had argued about, Who was the greatest? Sounds like 
something my stupid friends and I would do. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly I tell you, Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will surely not lose their reward. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed with two hands and go to hell where the fire never goes out and if your foot causes you to stumble cut it off it is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell and if your eye causes you to stumble pluck it out it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among them yourselves and be at peace with each other. So with that, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word and thank you for your insights. I'm grateful for the way that even when my faith is weak, If I simply ask you for help, you provide it. I thank you for your disciples and the examples of who they are and what they struggled with so that I can understand how to overcome it. And I also don't feel like I'm so alone in that struggle. So Lord, I lift up this day. I lift up your word and just praise you for it. And I pray that you would be honored and glorified by us. And may we love you more today. Than we, did, than we did yesterday. And may we truly understand how to revere you and how to love you with all our being. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.